0: Journey to Organization, Episode 81, You Can't Do It All. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagambigan Personal Organization, and today I want to debunk the myth that you can do it all. You see... Lately, I've been listening to some audiobooks because, well, I drive a lot, and it's a good way to uh, take up some of my time while I'm, or to maximize my time while I'm driving, if you will. And um, I have to say, I did a little fact-checking last night. <laughs> the f- The first time I listened to a audiobook was when I was in high school, and it was for A Tale of Two Cities, and I just couldn't get through it. I found the narrator's voice to just not be, you know, uh, keeping my attention, <laughs> if you will. It was for my, I think, 11th grade English class with Mr. Virgilio, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, so if, you know, he's listening, <laughs> uh, I didn't actually read A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> Shocking. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, but I don't think I did a book report on it either. Anyway. Um, ever since that time in the 11th grade, I feel like I have been, uh, you know, sort of gun shy around audiobooks because I've always felt that, um, you know, they would be boring or I would fall asleep or I just wouldn't get that much out of them as if I was reading the book myself. But I do spend a lot of time in my car driving to clients. And so I decided I'm gonna take this plunge. I heard about, uh... This guy John Acuff um, and his book called Finish and um, it's about productivity and he says a lot of the things that I always say but uh, one thing that he was talking about yesterday or while I was listening to the book which I found really, um, I'm just going to turn to my notes here, sorry for the rustling, Um, he said, so... (laughs) Let me back up for a second. Sorry. So basically, I heard him on a podcast that I listened to, a business podcast that I listened to, Amy Porterfield. And I was really like, I liked his energy. And he actually reads his own audiobook. And one of the things that he says, um, and I could never really put my finger on it, but it's so true what he says. And I, I don't agree with everything that he says. But a lot, something that he said that I found was really um, like hit the nail right on the head was... Our attempts to do too much feel noble and honorable. And I think that definitely in um, like a religious culture, a religious Jewish culture, we have this uh, sort of... Maxim, you know, you always have to do unto others as you would do unto yourself and you always have to think about, you know visiting the sick and you know respecting your elders and Doing all these mitzvot that are sort of sometimes difficult to fit into our day-to-day life and In order for us to spend time on one thing (laughs) that means we are devoting less time to something else. It's just the way that the world works. If you have a finite amount of time, you can't devote all of your time to everything. Like you also need time to sleep and to eat and to, you know, make your thoughts go through your mind like more easily to allow yourself to think and process. And so we can't always be doing something all the time. So in order for us to even just spend time as a goal on organization, uh, you know, something else has to be given up. Now, ironically, yesterday, I got an email from a potential client. And she said to me, you know, I just I don't have the headspace right now or the time to deal with organization. And she explained to me that, you know, she would need to order closets and bookshelves and, uh, you know, all these other things to get organized. And she had already sort of made up her mind. So I didn't want to really engage with her. But I was thinking about it more and more. And my answer to her was this. If you aren't able to make the time to do something, then it won't get done. (laughs) It's very, very simple. And she's like, yes, a 100%. But what I really should have said to her was something along the lines of, If you take the time to declutter, then you will have more time in the long run. So spending a little time upfront, even if it's a large time investment, 30, 40, 50 hours, um, spending that time upfront will result in you having more time at the end. So let me give you an example. I've been trying to like, just um, take my time a little bit more when I do things throughout the day. Like just move at a slightly slower, less frantic pace and take an extra few minutes to finish up my task. Not perfectly, but just so that it's ready for the next time I go, I'll give you an example. Lately, I've been trying to um, do a self-check when I turn my car off, okay? (laughs) just a quick self check. I turn off the air conditioner, I turn off the lights. And then I don't have to first of all deal with the buzzing sound when I turn like when I step out of my car that I left my lights on. But like just that little second that I take ensures that I don't come back to a dead battery. Or I've been starting to clip my keys into the hook on my purse, because I can't even begin to tell you how I always put my keys in my purse. Okay. I never like lose my keys. But what I realized was (laughs) that they were always like on the bottom of my bag. And I don't even have that much stuff in my purse. But the shape of the bag is so like cavernous that it's very hard for me to sort of reach into the bag and just pull them right out. So I started clipping the keys to the bag as I left as I got out of the car. And voila, it's like I spent a lot less time yesterday looking for my keys. So I took a task, I took something off my plate by spending, you know, an extra thirty seconds clipping my keys into the the you know the little strap in your purse that has the hook for a keychain, right? Just by doing that, I saved myself a lot of aggra- aggravation and frustration when I need to go out and start my car again. And to me, it was totally worth it. And I'm like, why didn't I always do this? What, you know, what was holding me back? And it's a little bit maybe lazy. I'm a little bit lazy. But also it's just I never thought about in that respect, taking the time to just put one thing away so I would be able to easily access it. And you don't necessarily think about, you think like, okay, my keys are in my purse. I'll be able to find them easily again, right? But that one extra little step that I took, um, really made it a lot easier for me to deal with things later on. And so the first thing I should have said to her was, if you take the time to deal with it now, you'll have a much more time to deal with everything else. But I think that that argument would have fallen on deaf ears. But the other thing that bothered me about her email was that this notion that she needed, um, Things to get her organized, and I want to be clear that that's not really how I work. If I was, I should actually change the the name of the podcast to like uh, "Journey to Clutter Free Life" or something like that, because I think that that actually is a more um, apt or expressive um, idea of what my process is more like. I I think that organization happens as a result of reducing what you have. So much of what we have um, is not necessary. (laughs) Uh, My cousin had been living with us for a few months and in our guest room and the thing is, is I was a little bit shocked and surprised at how little stuff he had, like he was really able to live in this very, very small room. I mean, I don't know how comfortable he was, but he, I mean, he had stuff in our Mahsan. and, um, there was, you know, the machsan was full of his stuff, like stuff that he had from like a functioning kitchen and apartment, but, um, basically he had access to all of his like day-to-day use, his clothing and toiletries and stuff. And he had space, like, it's amazing how little you actually need for a day for day to day living now obviously when you have like a kosher home and a family you need a lot more than one single guy who's living with a fully functioning family well i don't know for fully functioning but <laughs> who, who's living with you know a fully fu- working kitchen and like all that kind of stuff and like everything else is available to him but i mean i i think back to when we made aliyah and how we had you know really basic stuff and of course we moved into a sort of furnished apartment right away for the temporary till till we moved into our more permanent home but there was so little that we actually needed from our own stuff and the uh kitchen that we had been staying in wasn't kosher so all the stuff that was in the kitchen we couldn't really use anyways and so we just had like very minimal kitchen stuff and very minimal um you know housewares in general and all. but we had most of our clothes except for whatever was our winter clothes And it was just nice. Like, we didn't have a lot of stuff. There wasn't stuff all over the house. And I always try to think back to that time right after we made Aliyah to, like, sort of uh, remember where we were at. And when I think to myself, like, oh, that would be so nice. I would like to have X, Y, or Z. I think back, like, oh, yeah, but remember how you felt when you made Aliyah and how nice it was to really have less. And... I always think about what would happen if I needed to move very quickly. Um, And I'm not talking like, you know, necessarily an emergency situation, like if God forbid there was an earthquake or a fire and our stuff got damaged, but talking about in a situation where like we had to vacate our apartment for whatever reason, the landlord decided that they wanted their grandchildren to live here or whatever. It doesn't matter. That happened. That scenario happens a lot. How long would it take me to pack? And I pack a lot of people, Oops. and I'm sure that I would find things that I could throw away even while I was packing, but the fact is, is I think about, like, how many boxes we would have. I don't actually think it would be that much. I still think we could take the duffel bags from when we made Alia, give each person one, maybe one and a half duffel bags, and that would be enough for everybody. <laughs> Plus, you know, just the only thing that we would really have left is the furniture, obviously, Plus the kitchen and and the books, like all the other stuff would be, I think, very, very minimal. Maybe I'm fooling myself. I don't know. But (laughs) I should do like a a trial test packing, right? Um, But the point is, and I'm going to circle back around, is that when you have less stuff, it actually gives you the ability to have more free time. And I think that's the goal is to have more free time, Right. And it's not about the systems necessarily, because when you have less stuff, the systems, they come to you. Like, you'll see the natural organization of things happens. And I'm not talking about, you know, your closet is broken, and you need to buy a new closet. I'm talking about, you know, here in Israel, we don't really have most people don't have built in closets, they have like standalone stand free closets. So it's a big issue like, oh, yeah, I got to buy a closet, right? So I'm not talking about In a situation where you have a broken closet, something that needs to be replaced, I'm talking about like to think like, oh, I can't spend time on this project because I don't want to invest in all these other aspects of the project. I think that's a really short sighted way to look at decluttering. I think that first of all, buying anything before you declutter is also very short sighted because you don't know what the best thing to buy is because you haven't really taken a good look at your stuff. You don't really know exactly what stuff you have. So I think it's important and worthwhile to declutter first and then focus on what you need. But The thing is, is I don't want you to put decluttering off. We've talked about fear and different reasons why you might put it off, but I really want to focus on the time aspect today because the thing about the time is, again, like John Acuff said, is that, again, I'm going to just read it again because I think it's a great quote, our attempts to do too much feel noble and honorable, like we want to do all these things. The way that we can do a lot more is when we are not working for our stuff. Always people come to me and say, time is the issue. Time is the issue. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I would really love it. And I know I've asked for this before, but I'm going to ask for it again. And I would love to hear your answer. Send me an email, leave me a voicemail, whatever. I would love it if you tracked your time. See what stuff in your day is consuming of your time. How much time are you spending on dishes or laundry or tidying or putting away toys or or cleaning toys or <laughs> putting away arts and crafts or cleaning your tables or cleaning your floors? Tell me how much time you're spending on each task in your day. I'm, I'm actually really interested on the division of what's going on. Maybe you work full time and you don't have time to spend any time in your house or it's not a priority for you because you know you just don't you don't want to deal with it because you're exhausted from working all day. That's fine too. I just sort of want to know what what's the division? How much time are you spending on your stuff? How much money are you paying to someone else to spend time on your stuff? That's also a good um, measuring factor. What What is our stuff really costing us? I think that our stuff costs us a lot of time. Now, I know I don't have a cleaner every week, but I try to get a cleaner at least once a month. um, Just to, you know, he does like a deep cleaning. He's really good. I know that he doesn't spend time putting away stuff. He definitely spends time putting the chairs on the table so that he can wash the floor or rolling up the carpets on the floor so he can wash the floor. Um, and he spends time vacuuming the carpets too, but like the bulk of his time isn't spent moving stuff from place to place so he can clean the floor or vacuum or whatever. The bulk of his time is spent actually cleaning. And I'm wondering how many of you have cleaners who come to your house and, the bulk of their time is spent tidying not cleaning and how much more if you decluttered how much more time could they spend on cleaning or how much less would it cost you because it would be faster for them to clean if you just had less stuff how how much easier would it be for you to clean if you just have less stuff and I think that that's an important thing we can do a lot more with our time when we are, when we have less disruption, less other noise in our minds when we have less stuff around us. And so I think that that's really an important distinction to make here is that we can't do it all. We can't, but we can minimize the time that we're spending on our stuff so that we have more time to actually do the things that we want to do. Um, deciding what you can let go of in terms of, you know, what's going on in your life so that you have more time. That's important. Deciding what you can delegate. That's important. Deciding where you can automate. Those are things that are important. Doing those things at first takes more time, but in the long run, they net you more time. So for example, deciding to hire a cleaner, it might take time to train somebody new, but in the long run, you'll get those extra four or five hours back so that you have more time for doing the things you want to do. So that's huge. An extra four hours in your week. um, Maybe sometimes we fritter away away some of our our time, but it's important because we want to know that the time is there. There's no shame to saying no to something you don't have time for. But if it's something that you want to do and you want to make time for it, then something else has to suffer because you're making time for this other thing. And usually that thing is your house. But when you come home, it feels overwhelming and difficult to manage everything because you neglecting your house. So if you would just spend a little bit more time up front on your house, you would be able to um, maximize your time on the back end afterwards and i think that that's super super important important don't worry about don't worry about the um, the how you're going to get it organized worried about actually just having less less it's it's a really <laughs> it's a really good feeling i mean some days i look around my house and i think to myself like Gosh, I don't have to do anything in my house, <laughs> and it's a nice feeling. <laughs> I mean, there's always something I could do better, but uh, it's just nice not having to worry about my house, and it's a good feeling. And I, I wish that for all of you, and so I hope that you'll take the time to really declutter your house. Now, how we declutter, that's a totally additional. (laughs) You could join Conquer Your Clutter if you want. I would love if you join Conquer Your Clutter. That would be amazing. It's starting again on January 6th. But um, I think it's about doing a little bit every day. Obviously, the ultimate goal is having a clutter-free house, right? But how you get there doesn't have to be all in one shot and doesn't have to be all or nothing. If one day you have a bad day with clutter, no problem. You could start right now reducing your clutter again. And that's also really important. If you fall off the wagon, uh, no problem. Just get back on. It's true you can't do it all, but you can do a little every day and it makes trying to do it all feel a little bit more manageable. Okay, I want to answer a listener question that I got. Um, A listener called me and said, is there a healthy alternative to dishwasher detergents like Cascade. And um, while I'm not saying anything bad about Cascade, I don't use Cascade. I use a brand called Echover. They're dishwasher tablets. They work fairly well. I've been very happy with them. I've tried a few other brands, um, but not been so happy with them. I know Seventh Generation in the US also makes a pretty good one. Um, I haven't found a great alternative to like a make your own kind of solution, but I will say this, uh, in my, in my washing machine. Okay. So I just want to be clear before I was talking about the dishwasher. Now I'm talking about the washing machine. One thing I've done because I actually ran out of, um, um, washing machine soap, um, detergent, um, because they weren't, they, they had like a temporary (laughs) shortage of the one that I used. And, um, we, we ran out, um, I use a teaspoon of dish soap and actually it cleans the clothes really great. And I use that in the regular wash and I use like a half a cup of vinegar in the rinse cycle and my clothes, feel great they smell great they look great i'm really happy with it and it actually saves a ton of money because um washing machine detergent is expensive so i'm sorry to the listener who asked about the dishwasher because i don't have a great alternative although i do i am happy with the echover brand and i also use the echover brand of dish soap so i use the dish soap in my for washing dishes plus in my washing machine. Um but yeah, that's just a little thing I've been doing and it saves money and it means that I have to buy one less product and it's really nice and freeing. <laughs> so, um yeah, if you have any more questions, I try to dedicate uh space to answer listener questions. If if it's a short question like that, I'm definitely gonna be doing this listener question feature more. Um for longer, more in-depth questions, like I will definitely dedicate an episode to it if I feel that it's a whole episode's worth of content. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please connect with me. Send me an email at Rebecca at saltmancom or connect with me on voicemail or on social media. I'm happy to connect with you anywhere I can. Um, again, like I said, Conquer Clutter is starting again on January 6th. I really hope you'll join us um, and uh, I'm really excited for it. Um, and I hope that you will all find a way to forgive yourselves for not being able to do it all because we can't, we can't do it all. Something has to give, um, don't feel bad for not having the time to do it all, but remember that you can do more when you have less, when you have less stuff. So make decluttering a priority goal for The next few weeks, few months, the next year, whatever it is, however long it takes you to get down, break it down room by room. If you make a commitment to getting rid of 20 pieces of clutter every day, that's a great way to start. So start there. Every day you're going to go through a different category. I'm going to go through my shirts today. I'm going to go through my skirts today. I'm going to go through my socks today. Whatever it is, every day you go through a different category. Slowly, as they say, it will happen. I wish you good luck and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegan and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegan.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.